The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. So, welcome, welcome, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for our listeners, our viewers that are watching us live via our Facebook and Twitch over at Podcasters underscore, or if you're watching on Facebook over at Podcasters Tabletop Gaming. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I am uh, your Dungeon Master, Anthony, with my faithful players with the Fabala 5. We are currently... Uh, missing our resident warlock Howard, um, as he's t- took in, uh, taken too many looks into his book, and who knows what uh, pact he has made with who, as they have uh, disabled and messed with his Wi-Fi. So we're currently running without our warlock. Um, welcome in my players. We have uh, Finks, Azoth, and Remus. Uh, we also have a great sponsor. DCT Industries. Make sure to go check them out. They are currently working on their new game, Kaimon, which is a, a tabletop mon game, which um, it's kind of like a Pokemon uh, meets Warhammer, where you have uh, control monsters out on a battlefield. Super cool. Uh, the miniatures are unique to the game with uh, many influences. And I'll be speaking with the designer this week with a meeting over it because the Fabala 5 minus Howard out here will be designing a, some fun creations for the game as well, um, which I will be really excited to uh, see where it goes from there. Um, uh, so I hope you guys do check out Kaimon and DCT Industries. I think uh, this is one game that is on the up and coming that you do not want to miss out, especially for them, uh, especially because they are trying to break into this genre in new creative way this is one of those kickstarter uh this is one of those up-and-coming kickstarter-ish uh, businesses that you don't want to miss out on because when it jumps and go and skyrockets you're going to wish you were there at the beginning so make sure to head on over to dct industries hit like on their facebook page and instagram and let them know the good guys over at podcasters sent you sent them sent you their way so yeah all right that guy, that wasn't, that was not pre-written. That was just like, I cleaned that nicely. That was good. All right. So now with a little Adderall out of the way, let's jump into this campaign. Uh, as I said, I'm a dungeon master and I have my players returning back. Last week they had went further into this temple that they had found themselves in, in the great golden sea of a desert that they had returned to from the Feywild. Each room seemingly giving them a new 
task or peril to overcome, whether it be mummies, a giant worm, an assassin, or spider and slimes, they've overcome them or, well, still live, we'll say, for the least, and continue deeper and deeper, looking for a way out, seemingly not unable to leave the way that they entered. After making their way through a large ritualistic slime-pooled chamber, they found a pathway that led in two directions. One, that they could hear chanting and ritualistic uh, pre, uh, uh, inc uh, almost incantations and um, prayers coming from or another that seemingly hasn't been traversed. Coming up to a door that uh, was trapped. Um, they had seen multiple bodies laying around on the ground, on the walls, perhaps receiving the same fate as uh, they almost did. They almost received. They entered into a laboratory of sorts, small, personal, perhaps not quite as large as they thought they would find. But the room was packed with viral uh, vials and chemicals and uh, scriptures and tomes stacked around with books, with a work table, with a large, massive cocoon of a uh, a cocoon of an uh, of an encasing sitting on a table, um, benches lined with books, and a uh, hunched about four foot tall looking humanoid in a, in a cloak that was told psychically to lead them to the outside. Chuckling and with a very, very natural 20, not mistaken, led them and or began to uh, uh, verbally speak out yes to its master, leave it opened up a small, um, almost like vent duct, you will, the small chamber that it got down its hands and knees and began to crawl through. Perhaps just assuming it'll be followed or that it would just go on its way. Party about to follow, decided to look over the room. And with Remus looking in a chest at the footlocker of a small cot, if I'm not mistaken, and Howard looking in the cut open cocoon, we pick up Remus. Make an investigation check.
eight. Okay. What you do find in the chest, you open it up, is a small metal coffer that is roughly a foot wide, about six inches tall, about six inches deep. You also see uh, underneath the coffer packs of uh, ragged robes of clothing of uh, almost to be um, cloaks just kind of stuffed in and stashed away. Um, Folding through it, you think you feel something um, metal and pointy and spiky, but it's large in size and it's wrapped up in all the cloth. Uh, It's about the size of a softball. Or not cloth, in like the um, the inner like silks and robes of this chest is what it's wrapped in. You hold it in your hand and wrapped up in this the uh, rags and cloaks. It's this big. You feel it's all pointy and spiky uh, at like about space out about two three inches apart around this giant ball. Hmm. Uh, about picking it up, you uh, hear a chain kind of a. Sound as it's connect as this ball is connected to a chain that drops in, and you can hear a thud of something else deeper in the chest. I will gently remove this seemingly dangerous ball. And uh, is the chain covered by a cloth too, or is it just kind of out there? Um, pulling it up. You see uh, that it is, um, it's not uh, covered in the cloth, more or less. It's kind of just draped in. Like it's, uh, there's so much extra like bed sheeting and robes that it's just kind of pulling it out. Uh, Nothing's attached to it though. Gotcha. I wasn't sure if they had wrapped like the spike ball in the cloth or anything. Okay. Nope. It's Um, more like just kind of folded into it. I'll kind of use it as like an oven mitt then and pull the spike ball out with the wrapping around it still and place it on the floor. About the size of a child's skull. Giant solid ball of steel. Metal of sorts. And you see uh, protruding from it uh, at various intervals are these uh, big, thick, half-inch thick uh, metal thorns almost like welded from it. Uh, the chain is big, big, thick, and heavy. Uh, looks um, almost like galvanized, but like almost like it's coated in coated in something. But it's dipped uh, dark black metal, and the uh, wooden uh, handle looks to be uh, this uh, old um, aged wood. That as you grab it, it's just it's very tough and. Uh, Almost like it's a good, like, almost like a billy club. Like, this is treated wood, and it's not going to break under the weight. Uh, I guess I'll finish unwrapping it and try handling what this item is by the handle. Okay. 
um, you pull out, and this is a, a giant chain flail. This is chain uh, chain flail, just weapon. Um, looks very basic. The handle is probably enough for two hands, about half uh, half foot, and the chain just is long. Chain's about a foot and a half of just swinging this big heavy ball on it. Let's see, where's the weapon? So you look in there. What else do you do? Anything else you're looking for or just looking and you see this? So Remus unfortunately realizes he is unable to use this lovely martial weapon. So we'll set it to the side, say, if anyone wants this thing, feel free. And then he's going to continue to search the chest if possible. Um. What do you? What else are you searching for? Are you just looking through in, like searching through the coffer, or are you looking for something additional? Um, tough call. I guess I'll go through the coffer first since it's already I've already un, unloosened it from there. Um, you go and you look over at the coffer and you see that there is a seal down the around the uh, center of it going around, so it could be kind of opened up this way, and on the front where there is a, a small kind of locked motion. It looks to be a key is, was in there and kind of snapped off within the, within the coffer. Oh. Um, it is a, uh, it looks to be a pewter, this like pewterish color that's a little bit tarnished. Um, it's like handcrafted details on it, little, little uh, flourish, flourishes that are on the top that have been uh, worn away from years of just, being left to rest in this chest for who knows how long. I've got many questions. By that, I'm going to start with my first one. It's about a mage hand. All right. So if I use my mage hand to turn the broken part of the key to unlock the chest, is that possible? I don't know how Spectral chooses to go through certain materials and not through other materials. This is very, like, metaphysics. I like it, though. No, I like this. This metaphysics. Let me just check to see if there is restrictions on Mage Hand. Um, I've got that mending spell too. Not prepared today, but down the road, if this doesn't work. Actually, work. Did, did you have the other part of the key? I don't think so. Okay, then maybe not. Oh, I have another idea though now too, now that you've said that. What if I meant... <laughs> Because mending is supposed to put two things together, right? It just fixes it, like, it minor repla- things. It repairs what was broken. Okay. Then I, I would still try this anyways down the road, but it's it's mending the broken part of the key to Kevin and kind <laughs> of forcing him to be a key knife. <laughs> but that's for another time. I'll say um, if you want to use your mage hand, 
by uh, manifesting it so that it slides of like a finger into it to unlock it would be a way. Okay. You could try this. I would either say it would be like that, or I don't know if I don't know if Mei Chan can like alter its extremities, but I would imagine it just has like two like chopstick like fingers to get into the lock and just kind of turn it. You can flourish. Make a make a charisma. Do you get Mei Chan from? Uh, I can't. Is Mei Chan from you being a tiefling? Yes. Make a charisma check. Dun, dun, dun. All right. We get 18. As you, as you conjure a uh, purple mage hand in front of your in front of you while hold, uh, while holding the coffer in one, you see a small little purple um hard light looking uh, purple hand lantern style and two fingers are extra long about an extra like five inches that stick out like chopsticks that you could try to maneuver in if you wish to i will give it a shot and try to turn the key all right make a sleight of hand check oh i believe We got 16. I'll say uh, you slip the fingers in or down, line them up, slide them into the hole of the coffer. And as you get your middle finger up and into one of the main keyholes, the lower the your other finger lowering uh, gets into one of the tumblers and knocks part of the key into it and pfft, offsets the broken key that's inside of it. Uh, unsuccessfully unlocking. Oh, now I don't trust my mage hand at all. All right, I'm going to bust out my thieves tools and try and do it that way. All right. Make a sleight of hand check. I got an 18. You uh, quickly pulling out the mage hand. Grab your pair of thieves tools. Sit down on the ground. Line up the coffer chest and try to quickly slip in one of your hooks and slip in a following thief tool underneath to try and pull out and move the broken key out of it. And as you get it to the uh, out, as the front half of the key with all the teeth is moving out of the tumblers, you almost have it out. And there is a slight hiccup <clears throat> in your breathing, uh, like a little coughing. <clears throat> As you do, the key tumbler falls back in and off to the side. Dang. Not unlocking it. Uh, try again. What are you guys doing while I'm doing this? I gotta... All right. <laughs> while oh. you're doing this in this quick moment... I'll say Howard, uh, not Howard, <laughs> Azoth and Finks make perception checks. All right. 
I do have a goal in mind after this. Perfect. 19. Uh, Five. Wait. Uh, hold on. Perception. 25. 25. Got it. Thanks. What was it? Five. Okay. Thanks. You're, you're closely uh, watching Remus just in amazement at his rogue and thieving skills right now. Um, no. Realizing how large the uh, swinging flail is, and like it's probably about half the size of you, uh, if not a little bit, a little bigger. Um, Azoth, what you do see is, as Howard is peeking in to look into this cocooned, uh, ripped open, webbing sack of appears what looks to be a, a body or humanoid body inside it, you see a springing to uh springing out from it a pile of uh hand-sized palm-sized spiders that are jumping and uh jumping on and at howard as you see they all start to bite and uh swarm his body as he fails a constitution saving throw falls to the ground you see him start to kind of uh convolve in almost a reaction what are you doing okay as a reaction to them yeah. jumping out since I'm still a spider, can I s- see this happening as, as a reaction, uh, like try and web them so that they don't attack him? So like if I'm watching and paying attention, I can see them coming just as a reaction just to mm-hmm. like web them basically like against the wall, just like spit a web out and try and like stop them from getting onto him. Make a dexterity check as a spider. All right, let me get that. Three, so. 22. What, what, what color streak of color do you have in your hair? What color is uh, it? Silver. Silver? All right, I don't got a silver one. You got a red. I'm going to be a red spider right now. Sure, 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 sure. All right, 22. Uh, 19 plus three. Yeah. So 22, you see a swarm of spiders jumping out of this giant um, bundle of webbing. Um, as they leap out, you uh, turn around to your little spinneret and quickly <laughs> bunch of webbing, uh, catching a big mass of them and sticking them on the wall. You do see there are a few uh, individual spiders jumping over onto Howard and biting him now still. Um, um, I'll try and get Finks's attention to look over since I really can't talk or do anything yet. So I'll like, uh. reach over to Finks and and get his attention to look over at Howard. Um, Finks, I would, you feel a, a, a giant spider like start to poke you and kind of prod at your arm. Yeah, hold on. What? <laughs> I'll, like, I'll just like point over to <laughs> Howard. Turn around and you see Howard on his back and the robe kind of uh, kind of shaking and kind of uh, doing like spasm movements as you see a spider kind of crawling around his body. Oh, I want to stab it. Make an, make an attack roll. Hope I hit. Oh, that's a nine. Could have been worse. You, you throw a <laughs> dagger down at a spider, and um, you're coming for Howard's uh, left shoulder as he's laying on the ground. Azoth, make a dexterity save to try and pull Howard as you... 22. You quickly... 
move Howard's body as a dagger into the ground. It looking all rusty and um, curved and gnarlyed up a bit. Probably would have hurt Howard. Um, what are you guys doing as you see Howard is starting to spaz out and he's starting to kind of, uh, you see his neck is starting to blow up and expand. He's, um, uh, spider's still on him currently? Uh, make perception check. Uh, 25. There are still three spiders and you see one bump going under his uh, chest and kind of like under his uh, shirt. Um, can I try and swipe the spiders off him? Yeah, make it. Uh, I'll say make a dexterity check or attack roll. If you want. Oh, wait, an attack roll? Yeah, make an attack roll if you want. Seven. All right. Um, as you go to swipe, you uh smack into Fink's. Uh, as Fink's, you see a giant spider arm just whack cracks into your face. No damage. Sorry, but you get smacked. Howard is. Laying there, his neck is starting to swell out. You see his face starting to <laughs> trying to. He looks like he may be suffocating, unable to breathe. What are you guys doing? Can I get well. First of all, I'm I'm kind of pointing the days off. Like we got beef right now. Have One, I noticed this yet? My, my oh yeah, at this point you hear this Two. stab smash, click click. You would you be hearing this as you're looking over at your uh, items? We'll fix this later. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast spare the dying on uh, Howard just to be safe here. <laughs> Buy us a minute. All right. Spare the dying. So is he? All right. He's like puffing up at the neck and all this crazy stuff. His neck's expanding, kind of like he's swollen from a giant allergic reaction of sorts. Uh, okay. He's kind of spazzing as if he's having like seizures convulsing his body. Uh, his face is starting to kind of turn colors. Um, the best I can do right now is run over to Howard, take out the tiny dagger I got from the Feywild. Yeah. A small one. And I'm going to potentially non-lethally trach him to at least hope that air comes through his neck hole. And I, All right. I have no, I have no way of saving him magically in any sort of way. This is the only possible way Remus thinks he can help this guy. While okay. happening, can Spider Azoth try and like talk to the other spiders and like basically say like this one's mine to try and get them to like I'm bigger, I'm more aggressive. Like this one's mine, and hopefully they leave. Make a charisma check as okay. a spider. Okay. Um... Let's see there. Uh, I'll let you your. I'll let you use your Christmas stats if they're better. All right, all right. But, yeah, eight. <laughs> I don't know how spiders talk. That I don't know. Good. I don't know. <laughs> you you see this little squirreling around on their bodies, and you see the one on their stomach underneath the shirt. This bump. Move over to the side and dip under and disappear uh, towards his back. So one of the one of the shapes that was moving on here 
Almost like, uh, I think the mummy, when you see the scare beetles on the arm and kind of crawling, uh, you see a bump under this underneath, like his clothing though, of where the body is. And it just kind of move around. Like you lost sight of one. Uh, before Remus goes to trade him, does anyone get try? Danny's not here. I just need to say I know. something bad always happens to him and I never know what to do. That's right. No, it's great. It's great. So what else is anyone going to do before Remus tries to Trey Coward? Can I, like, step on the spider? Yeah, all right, so there's the one spider under him, right? Can I just push, push down on Howard so that he squishes it? Make a strength check. I'm helping. <laughs> With advantage, Azoth. Um, Thanks. Is there any cleric stuff you want to try to do? Um, Other than cure wounds, I mean, I can... Make them. I can create water and get them wet. <laughs> Scare them away. Okay. All right. Never. Seventeen. Seventeen. Um. With the and the smash of the uh, spider arms and Fink's kind of elbow dropping into into the into the part of Howard. Uh, you hear a bunch of. All right. Make perception checks. Uh. Uh. Six. Uh, nine. You don't see any sm- any more spiders. Also six. Can I, can I make a no medicine check? No more spiders. The neck is still big. Howard's face is still turning colors. Um, make a medicine check, and then we're gonna let Remus do what he's doing with the with the dagger. Seventeen. All right. So he doesn't look. So it looks like um, if you could make a stabilization with some kind of antidotes or some medicine medicinal materials or perhaps a healing spell okay possibly could stabilize him as remus is going to as remus is going into uh drake the neck he's coming in with the dagger to kind of break open a pathway it's like the size of an arrowhead so so would would a cure wounds work here let's say a a cure wounds would work if there are no if there is no protection of poison or anything all right, I don't have anything that can get rid of poison, though. I think I'm ready to do this unless you got something. Mm, let me check my inventory. Uh, oh, I always, I always love how to make up ways and how, how to deal without uh, Howard to be around. Actually, are there any... Um, I mean, this dude's working with spiders all the time. He wasn't a spider himself. I mean, maybe he has some antidotes floating around. Make, percept- um, make an investigation I, check. But- Quick search, yeah. Make a quick investigation check. Howard's face is starting to now turn purple. That's a two. I'll look. Hold on. I'll look two. I'll look two. Uh, Fake yeah. 15. Are better than two. 15. 15. Uh, you. S- oh, the suspense. <laughs> <laughs> you. S- See an antidote and throw it over to Finks and he right. pours it down his throat. And it works. What you. And we also found some which, money. Oh, wait. Oh. Different vials. Um, you see a couple uh, red-looking ones that are roughly about this tall, and um, they've been around. See, like three red-looking ones, a green-looking one, and a purple-looking one. What are you doing? Um, Everybody knows red's the answer. I'll, I'll fling a red one over to. Fink. He's turning purple. Oh, yeah. Red balances out purple, and I'll, I'll give him the red. <laughs> For the red in, you see the. Uh, there's a moment. He breathes, staggered, 
And then you see the swelling start to decrease. There's a light little uh, nick of where the, the dagger tip was waiting, ready to plunge, hopefully into a neck trachea breathing. Just like a little dot. Just, just, just a little bit. Just like, like, it's like someone like poked you with the, like the pencil in school. It's just a little bit. And you see the neck start to go down. And his face turns back to his normal tone. Passed out. Howard is uh, breathing shallow, slow, but stabilized. What are you guys doing? At this point, the uh, the individual with the robes that is crawling in the chute is out of sight. The only thing um, that, was it the only thing that was in that sack spiders? Or was it just a giant spider sack? Make a... You saw there was a humanoid figure. Make a um, perception check. He's anything like Howard. Uh, Eleven. You see uh, there is another humanoid body. Uh, you cannot distinguish whether it was human, elfin, or maybe dwarf. But it's a little bit big to be a dwarf. Um, don't, don't know if it uh, – what exactly killed it. But what you're looking at the body of is a um, drained and rither, withered body. Of a uh, of a humanoid where its skin looks saggy and almost empty of fluid, um, where it's like almost like a someone gains a lot of weight and then loses it, and they have a bunch of like the excess skin that like it still is there, but it's whatever was inside of it was sucked away, um, and it's just like gray looks the. And you see a bunch of little bite marks all over it. I tell Howard to take off his jacket so we can check to make sure there's nothing else on him still. Howard is currently He wouldn't let you do that. Well, if he's sleeping, I'm just going to do it. You flip him around? It's like checking him for ticks. You see that uh, flipping him around where there is a hole from the burned singe mark from his last, <laughs> from the last time that Howard had been uh, passed out, there is a uh, spider clamped onto his back that you see its back is slowly bill- uh, swollen with size with like, it's like, it's ab- like at the, was it the, the butt, the spider butt is just almost like a mosquito where it's just sucking up something and liquid and you see it expanding in size on its back all right i take out my flame tongue dagger and i'm gonna activate it and stab the spider in the head make an attack roll don't miss oh god don't tell me that (laughs) we got 14 very you pull out the flame tongue dagger, activate it. And you all see this dagger come to life and activate as the blade glows orange. And there's a small emanating uh, flame around the bla- around the edge of it as this uh, as the chamber glows up. 
uh, uh, dimly with the light source. And Remus quickly, um, almost like almost like skinning an animal, carves and cleaves the blade just above Howard's back and slices the spider in two. The head still clamped onto the body. This big um, golf ball-sized spider butt falls off to the side. All this goo and inner muck starts to slip out and ooze out of the butt. Um, you see that spider head is still kind of clamped onto the back of Howard. Don't see any movement coming from it. Hey, Finks, can you take this head off for me? I feel like you're sure. you're more nimble with your hand. Well, no, you have more medical training, I think. All right, I'll try and take it out. Make medicine check. Eight. You um, go over to the spider, this little spider head, and then there, you see these two fangs drilled into uh, Howard's spinal cord. And as you go to pull them out, you use your thumb and kind of like do a leverage, almost like a, uh, as if you're kind of like doing a reverse hammer with the hooks and trying to prod off like a nail. You're kind of like one trying to scoop it under uh, your finger under in underneath the two fangs and push down on your head and kind of pry it up. And as you do, you, uh, as you go down to like push on the head to kind of pull up with it and wedge and like uh, pry it, you accidentally push down on a nerve as you see the two fangs sink deeper into his back and you kind of yank in one like forceful motion the uh, head out and kind of you see a like a small little scraping tear in Howard's back but nonetheless spider head is removed okay can I I give it to Remus uh, I don't want the head I just throw it over by the butt uh <laughs> Can I try and use my thieves' tools to get the the fangs out of his back that I can see? Of course, make a sleight of hand check. I, I'm, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I am. Uh, I'm the best twenty-seven. Tribe. You see these two fangs wedged in, and this uh, green liquid seeping from the top of the fangs that are. Um, appear to be whatever was connecting to the spider head the spider head of like the venom glands as you uh, use your thieves tools and with two kind of uh, clamps you pinch them and safely remove them carefully not dropping any venom into Howard's open wound on his back I think we should use another red vial on his back <laughs> and then I'm going to I think I'm still sitting in front of Howard's back. I'm just going to turn like 180 degrees and sit on my sit down still and continue to try and open that uh, coffer. All right. Um, takes you probably about 10, 15 minutes to figure out how to pry open the uh, the coffer without um, breaking it further. You want to take your time. Uh, what's everyone else doing during this? Um, I got two things I wanted to do. What's up? Um, First, I, I wanted to do a detect magic on the room as per standard. Um, and then I wanted to, he, he offhand mentioned something about a blood moon. So I am very curious and I'm looking for any information on that in his paperwork or books. Make an investigation check. Okay. Eight. All right. Eight. 
as you are looking over a bunch of the books, uh, a bunch of the tomes and the scrolls, what languages do you know? Common, goblin. Common the good goblin, ones, yeah. Um, <laughs> you unfortunately don't find any scrolls or uh, notes um, that you can read. A lot of these all look um, foreign language. Do any of them have pictures? Make a perception check. Yeah, 22. Yes, one does specifically. It is... um, It's written in a very... Fluid and delicately looking font and script, and it looks almost as if uh, it was a um, comes out of a fantasy book. Kind of talking of it looks almost like very elegant, like kind of written. Very, uh, it's got like see what you're looking at. It's with the the scripture you can't understand it. But it has one of those very much, uh, the first letter is big, fat, bolded, one of those style pages, and it's a bunch of font you can't read. And in the top right corner, you see a big circular shape in what you perceive to be a moon. And uh, it's written on parchment in black ink. So it's just a big circle that's kind of detailed. Okay. So you see that. that. Uh, What you do find. Uh, written over in uh, common is five bodies needed okay. on the next full moon we can begin okay I'm going to walk up to Remus and point to my eyes and say, hey, what shape are these right now? What the hell is that? His, uh, his eyes change with the, the phases of the moon. Do I know this? Uh, yeah, you, you, I'm sure you would have noticed they change. They would know. be... Here, I'll give one second. <laughs> I can't see I my forget own eyes. about that one. I got, I got um, one eye. Get, give me a second to see where you'd be. Yeah, I, hold on. Amazing. Little details. <laughs> They're great. They're the- I, you would see that they are currently uh, half down the middle. Okay. So we have time. Mm-hmm. They they stop in the middle. All right, that's all I needed to know. Thanks. Back to your book, your box. Why did they stop in the middle? All right. Don't don't think about it too hard. Just... I just went back to my box. <laughs> um, I will have. I guess I. I... I'll say, well, after the, the, the thing and everything seems to be back to normal at the moment, I would have bamped back to Azoth. Um, and at this point, um, I think what I'd be trying to do is make a, um, 
make a makeshift uh you know in like those old cartoons when the, the the two things creatures or bunnies or whatever creatures uh become like medics and they run over to the injured person they throw them on the like little <laughs> cot type thing yeah i'm gonna try and rig one of those up for howard since he's cashed out and he probably will be for a while and he does this all the time so i'm trying to do something like that so if we do end up going through this tunnel um if i wild shape again into like a, a tiger or a hyena or something i can like pull him along like a sled of sorts to make a, a makeshift like sled of sorts almost like a dog sled type thing Ta- yeah. dog, almost like would you pull it uh i i see something similar yeah but just you know and I, I know basic probably, yeah very basic and that's not very basic yeah just but almost like with the front sling that you can kind of pull it as a an animal, as a harness that you can slip into if you wish to. Yep. Um, what are you going to make this out of? Whatever is laying around inside this lab. If there's like a bench, I'll break apart the bench to use the longer poles or the fabric that was wound up in the uh, the mace. Whatever I see around. It, it, it's going to be very like ramshackled and haphazard, but enough to to help transport him along if need be. All right. Make a, an investigation check as you start to look around the uh, lab. 17. All right. You do with fairies. Um, there are some pieces of uh, a bench that you break off for a back to board and lay on. You find some book bindings that are um, held actually pretty well together with the leather still, and you tear it. And use it as kind of straps to kind of hold his arms in place. Um, you use some of the clothing from the uh, chest for a, a back that like, kind of hold his head and necking and neck down. Uh, you use part of the uh, wrapping to use almost like a sling that you could throw over your chest your, itself so you can crawl or walk with it and kind of pull him behind you. Or if you want to turn into an animal, it's something that can kind of go over your chest and sling around your, your head. So you can also pull. I'll say. Remus. (laughs) That noise. And that, as you open it, uh, after spending some time, you see a, uh, the coffer is filled with appears to be a uh, pool of co- metal coins that uh, have a silver color to them, um, but they have almost like a, a more refined, polished shine, as well as three diamonds sitting in it that are pretty hefty in size and that are like actually like rest in your palm. So have I have I gotten the broken piece of key out of the lock? Uh, throughout the time, yes. You uh, find you finally use some of your tyke, your psychic telekinetic energy and use the remaining of your tools and just kind of slip it out and then unlock the coffer your old fashioned way. Finks, as, uh, as you're thinking on that one, uh, Finks, as you detect magic around the room, you see the vials on the table. The purple and the green one are glowing, uh, and you're getting necrotic energy from them. Oh. That's not good. 
Good thing we didn't use those ones. Yeah, we should hold on to them, though. I'll scoop them up. Remus, open the coffer. What you doing? I'm going to close it and put it in my backpack. All right. Um, make a, an insight check. Come on, something good. I did not pull up my modifier sheets. 12. 12. Uh, being a, you're a seasoned rogue, and you know how to uh, price out the value of gems and coins. This is a coffer of platinum, as well as each diamond appears to be about 300 gold piece in value. Sweet. All right. What are you guys doing? So should we follow the guy through the tunnel now? Not a bad idea. Nothing uh, room worth uh, investigating further? Is that the, is this tunnel the only way out? In this room? Yeah. Make a... Uh, Make perception check. Make perception check. Twelve. Twelve. Looking around, you don't see any other rooms, any other entrances, no ways in. Anything specific you're looking for? No, I just wanted to just look around and see if, like, if we're going to leave, it's going to be out through the tunnel. Yeah, there's no other way. I'll say um, Howard and Remus, you guys are going to probably have a bit of a tight kind of crawl through here. Uh, Azoth, I say Howard, I mean Howard. Uh, Azoth, if you're uh, crawling through here, you probably do a little bit better than Remus because you are an elf. Little, uh, little fitter, but uh, you all should be relatively good. But you definitely will be single file crawling through the through this uh, shoot. Okay. And I'll say, um, with that twelve perception check, you hear a crawling of like a body, almost like a body movement moving throughout a uh, throughout tunnels or like a shoots of directions. But looking down into it, Azoff, you don't see the, the cloaked figure. Okay. Um, he is on his way. All right. Um, all right. So I am going to... I want to... All right. I'm going to wild shape into a... Nixborn Lynx. Okay. It's in the monster manual. You can find it. Um, it's got a keen sense of smell. So um, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take the lead and I'll, I'll put the harness that I just made kind of around the back of my neck to pull it. Um, and uh, start heading towards the tunnel. Okay. Make a perception check with advantage. Or survival. 
One moment here. 25. Damn. Nice. All right. So uh, leading in through this, uh, you both, uh, Remus and Finks, get down and look into the tunnel, slipping his head over uh, this loop and turning into a lynx, begin crawling into this small chute and uh, begin their way in. You per, uh, apparently on the trail, smelling this uh, old smell of decay and just rot, kind of guiding you through um, a passage of tunnels. You can just smell, you kind of almost smell where the smell would go here and turn and then turn and then go down further. You can just smell this. Um, you're in a box space of you know, three foot wide, maybe by two and a half feet tall. You're very, you're very much crawling in here. And it is um, almost like a duct system, but instead of having metal plating all around you, it, this tunnel is uh, almost like a, a, a crawl space made from the uh, stones that that this temple are made of and oh. you're uh you're crawling in here before you, i crawl in the tunnel i would or do oh. before i crawl in, i say i'm going to make this harder on myself and i'm going to go back to the chest put the flail in my backpack and then enter the tunnel all right do you uh follow second uh yeah just because I feel like if something happens to us, Sphinx is a little more mobile than I am if we were to be approached from behind. Okay. All right. Makes sense. All right. You uh, begin down. You begin down and follow Link's A's off. Sphinx, you follow right up behind? Yep. All right. Um, I want you both to make survival checks following the links. And I'm going to be either trying to smell the, for the, the, um, underminer, uh, or, uh, like fresh air, like outdoors. That's that I'm going to try and either follow him or the scent of, uh, outdoors, whichever one is stronger. That's what okay. I'm going to make that's, a second, what, make Make a perception check for this. Uh, 16. Okay. Uh, what are your guys' survival checks? 16. 20. All right. Uh, Azoth, as you're crawling through this tunnels, there is a point that uh, everyone is following you. You're all uh, you're you're able to see where this lynx is going to because you also hear the sliding uh, sound of the body being dragged behind him. This every couple feet as he pulls uh, Howard along on the on the uh, the little sled and turns right, left, turns left again, right down a tunnel. You come to a spot where there's a, uh, a tease off. You uh, turn right and you begin going following longer. And there's a moment, Azoth, that you pick up your nose and you smell 
air. As you've been following this foul dead smell for quite some time, there's a moment that you get a breath of uh, a, a whiff of air coming up to your uh, in front of you to the left. Uh, the foul smell continues to the right. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to go towards the fresh air, I suppose, because I know that we're trying to get out. And if it's we've been down in this damp cavern and there's been no fresh air, I want to go for the fresh air. So I'll go left. If that was the direction you said. All right, cut left. You turn left. Begin traveling down a tunnel that you lose the uh, this filth and rotting smell. You all turn uh, to follow. You all notice that the ground here is also cooler. And there is a smell of fresh air now kind of breaking the stale smell to you as well. You can uh, almost hear a dripping noise. Some water running coming from further up. This way is Lynx Azoth starts crawling his way through and sees that there is um, the ending of this tunnel is blocked. There is no pathway out, but this leads to a dead end and it looks to be sealed off by large stones or something. Uh, make a perception check, Lynx, Azoth. Finks, make a perception check for me as well. All right. But we'll go with a seven total. Apparently, um, appears to be blocked by some boulders or something in front of you. Maybe a cave-in. Has... There. At any point, has this branched out or are we still all single file? Like... If I'm stopped, oh, at this I'm point, stopped. it has been single file this entire way. Okay. Um, okay. 21 for me. Perception. You hear in your ears a, hello, hello, hello. Well, aren't you stuck in a uh, disadvantage of a position? I knew he couldn't be far behind. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend, but uh, you must not leave. And uh, you're getting a little too close for comfort. Make a dexterity save with disadvantage. Disadvantage? Yeah. Well, that's going to be not very good. Six. Six. Um, as you're in this tunneled shoot you feel a swift pain in your rib cage as you feel a dagger slip in and pull back the seven points of piercing damage yeah as a blade you hear a <sighs> usually i like to have the fight to be more personal and on fair terms, but you are too tricky. As uh, I need you to, I'll give you a reaction, but we're going to roll for initiative now. As you are um, in 
Can I see him? Turning around, you have you have dark vision. You do see a a, a drowned, uh, skinned, uh, a darkened skinned elf behind you, slender, kind of leaned up against the wall as if as if almost this is a. The, the, there is uh, ease for him to maneuver in this tunneled air uh, shoot way, um, vent way, as he's kind of benched up along uh, with his back to the wall, staring at you, grinning, daggers in both hands. You see this um, this leathered armored buckled down his side with this uh, souping hat, uh, sagging hat that's kind of slunked over his ha- over his head with this white. Uh, hair coming out, protruding out from the side of it. He's got his grin. And just to set the scene a little more, I mean, we we were single file. There's single really file. no room. I, I am in the front line now for this guy, and there's You're really the no room to, to back up either. I'm going to, I guess, knowing that I hit the brick wall, I'll unhook myself from Howard. The I'll like just basically crawl out from underneath it, and I'm going to okay. start digging up. All right, make a strength check. As you begin to dig through this. I'll say you all do hear a, come from Finks. I was going to say, I'm still pretty close to him, right? Or am I not? You are still pretty close. You don't hear the speaking, but you, uh, you do see him turn around and you have dark vision. So you do see this elven, elvish looking figure um, off to the side of, as you look around, you see him kind of like behind you but he has slightly a little more room and uh, looks like he's able to turn around with ease and move freely in this space. Uh, would you say they're within five feet of me? Yes, I would say that. I don't know where you're going my, with this. My sentinel feet as a reaction to attack someone who's attacked my common person next to me? I'd allow it. You'd have disadvantage because Finks is is directly in front of you. So for you to maneuver attack while you're like, you got to like try and maneuver your way around and turn around to do something. Yeah, I'm just a little guy. Yeah, yeah but Remus, but Remus is bigger. Like you are crawling in your hands and knees, Remus. So you to turn around oh. to like, I'm now going to attack. Ah, it should be harder for you. Like you are, are at true disadvantage here. Finks is... Gotcha. Because you're in the rear, not as hard for you to turn around because you are a smaller goblin. Does a 10 hit? Unfortunately not. That's okay. As you turn around and throw a quick dagger of psychic energy, uh, thinks you see a purple blade just go past your face. Okay. Um, so you said I can get a reaction, though? Can I cast yes, a spell? I'll give you a reaction. If it's a reaction spell. No, it's not. Er, uh, yeah, I don't think I have any. Are you make like a, re- like a like a reaction, a reaction of attack. I was going to cast mirror image or my duplicate. I'll allow that. That's different right. than actual full on like casting like a fireball of a sense. Yeah, no, I was going to cast mirror image. All right, I'll say. Uh, this makes sense. Can I say that for purposes? 
I'm just trying to figure out where these duplicates are all going to fit. This is going to be silly. Yeah, where are you trying to put the duplicate? Uh, on my space. <laughs> right on top. So right on top of your space. I mean, yeah, that's where they go. Four finks in a five foot space. Sounds like one of those bad high school math problems. Wait, <laughs> are you putting a four foot finks next to you, or are you just doing a finks that's your size? No, no they're, they're I'm not doing. I'm not doing my my normal duplicate. I'm doing mirror image spell, the one that casts three of myself. Oh, mirror image. Okay. But those um, ones stay on my square. I can't move those independently. That's what you meant. All good. You get three of them. So three duplicates. Three, is, plus me. three duplicates uh, plus you. Where is my third? There. I got three. I got three uh, translucent looking ones I can use for myself. Um, this really is a clustered up field right here. Um, all right. So you cast that. Uh, I'm gonna have everyone roll for initiative. Um, 22 for the strength check, by the way. Okay. Dig out the strength check. Okay. And I'll still roll for initiative as well. All right. 13 for that. Sweet. Okay. All right. And what is the initiative? 20 to 25. To 15 to 20. 16. 10 to 15. 14. 13. All right. So, thanks. You turn around, you see a purple flare of uh, psychic energy whip over your shoulder, hit the wall. You see it sputtering this almost like static kind of nothingness of fizzles out. And you turn uh, you quickly, um, how do you cast mirror image? Um, hmm. I haven't really thought too much about this one. I guess just kind of waving over my face and then just suddenly there's another one and then I do it again, but the duplicate does it again and then there's four. So there's four finxes standing in uh, front of a spot, uh, all kind of clustered together, uh, all kind of bobbing at the same fighting motion, not knowing who is who. Um, You hear Solander, well, you are a tricky one. I guess I'll have to cut through all of you. As he... Rolls initiative. Ooh, he rolls low. All right. Um, and with that, uh, Azoth, you uh, claw at one of the stones and smash it down. And you uh, push out one of the corners and you, poof, as you see, there's a break of light. And be and in this uh, pocket of a corner, you could see it looks to be uh, daylight in an open chamber. Uh, the, the majority of this tunnel is still currently packed. All right. Uh, top of the round. Remus, what are you doing? Uh, well, 
thinks is stuck here right now, and there are many of him. Uh, how, Azoth, how far are you from us? I mean, theoretically, I guess Howard is laying on the ground so you could step around Howard, but I would be right behind you. And I'm working on, would, would Remus have noticed the sunlight coming in? Is there enough of a hole that like a ray of light would be like, it would go from dark to now like light shining in? There'd be a small break of, small break of light that you guys would see. Cause this is, a, cause the tunnel itself that you're, uh, this venting, this vented tunnel that you're all in right now is, uh, dark, com- is completely dark right now. So with the break of sunlight, you would all see a small crack of light shoot thin. Um, I'm just gonna turn to Azoth and tell him to keep digging. And then, uh, I'm gonna throw, uh, hopefully two psychic daggers at Zalander. All right. Uh, make a tech attack. I'm still at disadvantage, right? Oh, yeah. Or just wanted to make sure. Uh, oh, yeah. 15. Misses. And then I didn't hit most of my first one, so I can't offhand one. All right. I think. Um. Yeah. Do you have two? Uh, that's with the psychic. If you throw a regular dagger, you should be able to bonus ha- bonus action throw a second dagger. Oh, that was a psychic you dagger. Have... Do you have Do you have an actual dagger, like a basic? Yeah, dagger I that... have daggers too. You could you can grab a second dagger and throw a dagger. All right, I'll throw a dagger. Nope. Nope. Well, sure. Hold on. I was gonna say my sheets only show on the psychic ones, but you are the well, rules. No. Well, the thing is, if you have daggers in your accessor in your equipment, yeah. I believe you have. Do you have two weapon fighting? So. Ooh. quick it's okay i'm gonna check on our break it's all right um i'll allow it you grab a uh one of the one of your extra random daggers you have and you go to throw it what was the attack roll sorry i missed i got a 12 i thought i thought we already i'm sorry my bad i was looking at rules and uh completely ignored it it's fine so you throw it over psychic dagger uh hits the wall same the same um time as last time and skits the second dagger throws and actually hits cylinder and thinks you look over you see him go <coughs> tell your friends he's gonna get hurt uh as it seemingly does no damage to him the this metal dagger hits him in the shoulder and kind of just nicks off of his armor um up next is you thinks what are you doing um all right so i'm gonna tell him I'll show you how I deal with a spider and I'm going to cast spiritual weapon, but instead of the normal spiritual weapon, I'm just going to have it be like a boot. I'm going to try and step on him with it. Okay. So you so amazing. You, uh, put it right up, right up on him. And I'll start swinging quick, with is, that. Is mirror image concentration? Nope. All good then. So you, uh, 
grab a holy medallion in your pocket of the shape of a moon or one of your uh, extra kind of symbols off the side and you're looking up and you don't really see anywhere where the moon light could come through and you uh you pull over and you just kind of put it out in front and you see this boot spectrally form uh, is it formed behind him or in front of him um, or is it just kind of coming down from us. the top in between you okay it comes Whatever. shows up yeah between us shows up kind of kind of comes out of the medallion this boot um make the attack roll on him all right that is a 26 that does hit boot. that does hit make roll for damage wow four damage <laughs> okay um boot comes down and kind of kicks him in the face and he kind of just completely takes it as it smashes into his cheek and just interesting choice of weapon <laughs> we'll see all right oh good i thought i thought she was more of a dagger person uh feeling so greedy um all right that's just a quick response off to you anything you else you wish to do Yes, so that was actually my bonus action to do that spell. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to do my um, invoke duplicity. So this is the fifth Finx that's going to be entering the combat. This one I'm going to put between... Uh, this one's going to be behind him. Okay. All right. I don't have that many Finx minis. I'm going to be prepared to move forward. <laughs> um, all right. Azoth. Or, yeah, or go on. I was gonna say, and then if I don't, I don't know my my squares right now, but um, I, I will move forward with the mirrored images and myself just to kind of try to do the pincer pincer maneuver, try and trap them in between the two spaces. All right, you are fairly uh, you are fairly pin- pinching him okay. in here. It's very uh, very tight very tight uh, movement. Um, it was difficult for you to kind of turn around, but you being so small, you're able to, and you're just kind of crouching now a bit too, as you're, uh, it's not comfortable exactly, but it'll do. You have him, uh, tied up against the wall where he's kind of almost leaning up on the back, looking around at him now being surrounded. He goes, I see you've, uh, you are well prepared though. Uh, Azoth, what are you doing? Still working on digging out. I'm make a following, just... make a following strength check because you're gonna push through again. Sixteen. Sixteen. You push through the center as you your body just kind of <clears throat> lumbers through and tumbles in over, falling through, and you uh, make an acrobatics check as you tumble forward. <laughs> Uh, using all your weight, you go uh, somersaulting through it. Eight. All right. Um, make a dexterity save for me. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, you bust through. You uh, pop through the tunnel and find yourself in a cave entrance large large cave mouth of a cave um and as you somersault through you're seeing the moving motions through your head of floor 
cave ceiling floor cave ceiling and it looks to be the ceilings roughly 50 feet tall open vast huge you see off to the left that it pinches to a close um, and winds down in the dark to like pitch darkness uh, to your right you see the opening of the cave and you quickly stop and sit up and plant yourself firm as your one right paw is lip is over the lip of the mouth uh, of the edge that you're looking down at the mouth of the cave is in the mouth of a gorge of a canyon. So you're looking down. You're lucky you didn't fall over. You are very high up. It is. You don't know how many feet down it'd be, but it would hurt if you fell. Uh, this looks taller than the tower than the tower of ice that you fell out of. Where was the uh, where's the light coming in from? The light that you thought was daylight is just a very um, structured way of moonlight that is bouncing off from the sky that is hitting a series of metal plates on the walls to bounce light in through to be able to see uh, off of the walls, uh, Egyptian, ancient Egyptian style with bouncing light through. So it's light kind of beaming in and beaming in and around off of the walls and the ceiling of the cave can i follow can i like follow the trail and see where it's actually coming from can yeah I following the, the follow the, oh the source is the moonlight oh so, you didn't okay. know it was moonlight because it just looks like daylight because it was bouncing off so so refined of like pure like light bouncing off of these metal plated silvered mirrors bouncing and kind of collecting them and shooting them in this tunnel Right. It, it just was bright. It, you appear to be daylight, but now seeing the greater picture, you, you see that it is still nighttime and you are uh, in a, essentially a cave that is carved off a side of like the Grand Canyon. Got it. Like, so you're in the. But we're officially outdoors now though, right? Like I'm outdoors at least. Uh, yes. Okay. Know, foreseeably. You're like in a cave. So like you're like outdoors and then cave to your right. If you want to okay. go deeper into this side of this, Whatever land structure you're in. Can I, so if I look up, I can see the, like the stars and stuff or no? Off to your side, yes. You look directly okay. up, you see a mount. You see it, you're in the cave. But if you like look out, you can look out of the cave. It's huge. All right, I'm going to... Something um, carved this into the side of this mount, the, uh, the side of this gorge. All right. And it appears to be... Um, make a perception check. Did you look uh, around just quickly? 22. 22. Um, this appears to be, and the only reason you, you remember this is your druidic teaching of the uh, ancient um, elves that broke apart when first leaving the Smoketop Mountains. Uh, they had advanced um, building uh, tools and kind of uh, machinery that would do extensive carving and uh, construction. And this was, you could see tool scraping marks of magic and metal that kind of man-made carved this tunnel out. And you could see the carving now kind of leads into a more smaller, refined humanoid tunnel far to the left that goes deeper into the dark. How um, big of a spot? Okay, I'm assuming like once I realize like I'm going to hang off the edge, I'm going to back up so I'm not there. How much room do I have at this point on the other side of this wall that I pushed out? 
How much room is there? Uh, in this t- in this open cave. Yeah, like the, the mean- platform or whatever that I'm on right now. How much room is there to like maneuver? Hundred feet uh, from wall to wall. It's about a hundred feet, and then it goes mouth of the cave, and then it just stretches deep in five hundred feet okay, into so the I- cave. How much? How big of an opening did I make pushing through that? Oh, pushing through that. Oh, it's you push. You pushed open through this uh, two foot by three foot little uh, tunneled vent. All right. Can I work back to crawl and pull Howard back through? Oh, certainly. Yeah. You turn around. You can see that there is the tunnel space. You can grab Howard and pull him out. Right. Um, so, but it's you, you begin it's to do that. On, oh, go ahead. Well, I say you're going to begin that on your next turn. Right, but it's open enough now that Remus and Finks would realize that there's now either more fresh air coming in or they heard the noise and can look back and see that there's room. Yes. Okay. Correct. You'd be okay. able to see that there is uh, this this tunnel leads into an open cave that you saw Azoth tumble through. This t- uh, He tumbled through this little tunnel and um, you could hear like an echo of the... Of, his, of the lynx making some growling noises and <laughs> he's sniffing around, looking around and you can hear the echo throughout the cave too. Um, pick up uh, Sol, uh, Solander is gonna oh come on no you don't. As you see him kind of run and dive at your uh, just plethora of Fink's bodies and just take a Dagger, dagger, swing, swing with his hands. Uh, um, is it with disadvantage? Uh, no, is it's it... complicated. Hold on. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So you have to roll. Hold on, let me get the spell real quick. Pull it up here. So basically, there's a chance you're going to hit um, a duplicate. So you roll a d20. If you roll a six or higher, you attack a duplicate. Well, I guess I roll. Uh, roll for me. I'll trust. I trust your rolls. So two two swings. Uh, I swung the first one. First one, it's a duplicate. First one's a duplicate. Maybe. Second one, I swing. So so you still have to hit the duplicate. So it's ten plus my dexterity, so thirteen armor class. All right. As I swing for a uh, as this as the uh, row as the draw with the uh, dark bladed daggers swipe across for the first um, image that it sees, um, not really caring if it's fake or not, just one and done, it's hoping, and whew, swings right for the neck and actually uh, misses it. And uh, perceivably, it doesn't take damage then, correct? If I miss it, it still stays there, right? Yes, and then the second one is also a duplicate with an 11, so same deal. This one hits. Easy. This okay. one does hit. So that one really <laughs> pop. Bringing the backhand up the one on the left-hand side, uh, the far left. Now it uh, cuts through it, through the chest, and uh, rides the blade up. Uh, you, you see you see this happen in front of you, and you're like, oh, that probably would hurt. As he guts it almost reverse style. Um, he just... <sighs> two down. Top of the round is Remus, and we're going to actually pick up with an encounter map when we come back from a break. Uh, hey, everyone watching in. Thank you so much. Uh, we're As we prep for this encounter and I get the cap ready, we're going to take a quick uh, bio break for the next uh, five minutes. We'll be back at, we'll say, 
eight minutes. We're going to be back uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to pick up with this encounter. Uh, if you are watching, um, please mind the silence as we move around. And uh, go take a break yourself. Then make sure you have your friends watching. Uh, when our stream does hit 30 followers, we're going to be doing a giveaway live for whoever is in the chat. So if you are watching, please make sure you go share this around. Get your friends to also follow the podcasters underscore on our Twitch. Let them know, uh, hey, they have a chance to, do, to, to win a giveaway. We have some multi-classing minis provided by DCT Industries. Uh, we also have a pack of dice, okie dokie dice from DCT Industries as well. And when we hit 30, we're going to be doing some giveaways live. So you have to be here. Uh, and the only way we can give those away is if the numbers grow on the Twitch. So make sure you have your friends uh, watching. Uh, jump on in and say, hey, follow these guys because we want to win stuff. Until then, I'm going to mute this and we'll be back in just a moment. And the volume in. Hey, uh, thank you so much, Joe, for sharing the link. I greatly appreciate it. Um, keep it going. Uh, if we do have 30 followers in the chat by the end of tonight we're going to be doing a drawing live of we'll be doing a live giveaway for the viewers and uh, whoever's in the chat will have a chance to win either a pack of the multi-classing minis or if they want set of purple dice Ooh, purple. so Ooh. purple dice or minis your choice, whoever uh, wins when we hit 30. Uh, we're going to do a random giveaway to someone in the chat. Um, there has to be 30 followers on our on our page, though. And obviously, I'm hoping that they're also going to be liking DCT Industries because it's kind of going to be one of the requirements to get the giveaway. DCT. DCT Industries. Because dreams do come true. Oh. Thank you, man. I, I felt like that was going to make it. Um, <laughs> oh, I have one more thing I have to write before you get back. All right, so we got we got all sorts of stuff going down. You should use your mage hand to punch him in the nards. I don't know. Well, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if it works like that, because there's like Bigby's hand. That'd do it. <laughs> Bigby's hand of nerd punching. Bigby's <laughs> hand of nerd punching. Okay. Has anyone else here also seen regular show? Yeah. All right, Mordecai and Rigby. In D and D lore, there's Morden Kanan and Bigby. Not saying it's directly that, but which oh. one's the bird? Mordecai. I don't know much about like the D and D pantheon and beyond. Of there should there honestly at this point should be like some sort of D and D like history class. Sure, there is. I, In I fact, I can YouTube that right now. I can find you like a college course worth. Oh I mean, I'll tell you right now. If you want to watch some actual D and D lore, check out Lore You Should Know on D and D uh, on Wizards from Wizards of the Coast. Um, they also have Dragon Cast, and my personal favorites are episodes with uh, Chris Perkins. He's their creative director right now, and the dude is like wealth of just knowledge. 
it's just awesome. Could, could you imagine taking a D&D course and you're just doing like ace the entire year? You're just like soaking it all in. You really know your stuff. You know it. And then come time for grades, you have to roll a percentile die. And that's your grade. <laughs> like, it's like, out, like uh, roll, roll oh, intelligence. Man. but <laughs> You know what? In the most D&D fashion, that would be the shit. That's how you are graded too, I bet. That, oh, would, be, that would be it. <laughs> and if you don't like that, you have to Damn. I feel like you could break it into two semesters worth almost. That way you have enough time for like the character to well say you have like one meeting a week or like two meetings a week. It's like a couple hours, so you can get through so much. But like the one of the finals or like one of the grades is like you have a battle royale and where you finish within oh. the class during mm-hmm. the battle royale is like how it works for you. Have you ever played a DD game like player versus player like that? We, it's not uh, fun. So one of one of the things my uh, my one campaign that apparently has been going for almost four years now we we realized that yesterday or the other day Thursday, but um, we like once we hit certain points like I think it was every like five levels we do a battle royale like against everyone in the party, and then like whoever wins I I can't remember what the prize was last time if it was just like an inspiration die or like some magical okay. item. That's fun. It's like in a dreamscape, but like, oh. See, that, that's fun. My, my experience with it is uh, someone brought in like his old group and they made characters specifically for one. Oh yeah. No. And the one, the one guy spent like all night making this character and like, I don't know, he just got like fireballed a bunch of times right to start. And he was just in a bad mood immediately. Cause you know, for good reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've one never of our, had experience with that. Our wizard has like a contingency he does every day. It's like once he hits 20, like 25% of his remaining HP, he has a plastic, like a bubble, a force bubble go around him. I need that. So like it, it's, it's crazy stuff, but that, that's something he has naturally. So like, I don't know, we, cool. we, we use the regular campaign characters, but like we have to think more creatively. Like my first move the last time against the wizard was I'm a, I'm a gunslinger, so I'm going to target his spell book and use one of my like trick shots to disarm him of that, hopefully, and like go that way. Yes, Anthony, that's, that's how creative cool. I get with aggressive. <laughs> hey, can you get Remus a gun? Oh, we already have one. Never mind. We had a gun. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a gun. Why don't you use the gun to blow up the rocks? Because I'm a lynx. Lynx oh, can't yeah. guns. Actually, at high enough level, no exposable thumbs. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> So that just made me think of Remus with like he's got his two psychic daggers, but then a tail gun. Tail gun. <laughs> he just pops around the side. Uh, another time. Another one. Another time. Another one. All right. Everyone watching, that's the fun we have with D&D. You can just be creative and try anything out. That's why actually I do love this campaign because our lovely Dungeon Master Anthony is always willing to hear any crazy idea I have and see if we can rationalize it into some sense to make it happen or not. Oh, and yeah. He lets us get weird and that's the best. Hey, that, that's what this game, that is why I'm, that is why I came to D&D. The reason I started playing D&D is because I was playing Skyrim one night and I was trying to climb a mountain and I said, why won't the game let me? It won't even let me try to get to the top. I had to cheat my way. And I was sick of games telling me no. It's exactly, I was like, you know what? F it. I'm going to play D&D. And it very 
much happened in a in that way. <laughs> um, that is why, as a DM, I am very much a player advocate. That I'll let those weird zany like or wait like you let the players do that kind of move because why not? I mean, roll the dice. If if you really should not be able to, uh, if if it really should not happen, and I always bring this back to the painting in the first, in the second session with Boom Boom. Ah, uh, yes. You roll high enough or lucky enough, I'll roll with it. Pun not intended. Oh. Just that good. But <laughs> we pick up everyone. Uh, thank you so much, guys, uh, in the chats. Um, hey. Uh, can I, if I just want to ask one of my players if they haven't already, someone jump on Twitch on the side and just manage uh, and just periodically kind of refresh our actual Twitch page to let us know how many followers we have. Um, but let's jump into this encounter. And as we begin, uh, we pick back up at the top of the round with uh, Remus. We're just going to say for lack of spatial and kind of awareness, you are all five foot Five foot thinks you have two uh, behind, two on your side. One, uh, you have Solander right in front of you, and then you have your duplicate, which is the darker figure right behind you. The two uh, purple are your mirror images. Okay, perfect. Hold on. This is your um, duplicate. Okay. Okay. Top of the round, Remus. What are you doing? Finks are on deck. Azoth, you're right here, just preemptively ready to pull Howard, who's laying down. Uh, so I'm going to uh, Howard. All right, Howard's more than fifty pounds, clearly. Right? Yes. Easy, easy yes. Howard's Howard's more than fifty can pounds. I, can I use my mage hand to? Use the hand to drag him and help Azoth pull him out the rest of the way of the cave, so I could just get out as well. If you want to like use mage hand and then me pushing to assist them, I'll allow. Uh, I will allow you to use your action to give Azoth assistance and advantage if you wish to. Deal to push him. Yep. The mage hand and everything, and the mage hand and uh, one. So on Azoth's turn, I'll allow you to get the uh, advantage to pull Howard out. All right. Then can I, I guess, hold the movement action? Uh, yeah. Or is so that... it, it, within this six seconds of kind of like quick reactions, you're getting ready and placing your feet behind you to push and shove Howard in the move and like this momentum push as Finks goes to react or use his turn, we'll say. Yeah. And your movement's going to be with the pushing and the getting out of the tunnel, we'll say. Uh, Finks, what are you doing? All right, so fun stuff. Um, part of the invoke duplicity that I never get a chance to use is uh, a secondary ability when the duplicate is within five feet um, of my target, the same yeah. I'm in, I get to roll advantage on attacks because it's oh. distracting. Yes, it, uh, yeah. So I have advantage on attack rolls. So what I wanted to do is take out that necrotic vial and throw it at his head. What color? Were they, they were both necrotic, the purple and the green? Purple and green. So which one are you throwing? Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I'm purple, so I say purple. You know what? I don't have... I'm in dark vision. I don't know. 
<laughs> uh, roll a d20. Let's, uh, let's do it. Higher than 10 is the purple. All right, we're on purple. Let's do it. All right, purple vial. Grab it, make an attack roll as you go to throw this vial at him. So you uh, quickly grab uh, your little pouch where you had the uh, vial stash. You pull it out, and uh, you see that there's this little cork on top of it. Um, are you going to smash the vial into him, or are you uncorking it? Uh, yeah, I was going to just throw it at him. Okay. Corked and all? Um, well, I, I think I missed anyway. Eight. Eight. Wait, hold on. I'm uh, sorry. I didn't have my – that was just a raw dice. I forgot to add my attack. Eight plus six. So does a 14 hit. So uh, as you pull out the vial and whip it at him very, like, with, with a, a bit of a strength, too, especially as it kind of flips over midair, just past his head as you see him kind of turn at you. Curiously, look back at the vials. It smashes on the wall, and it starts to eat away and melt the uh, stone. Uh, okay. Almost like an acidic, just kind of just instant decay. Any kind of splash damage? Um, no. You see where it hits? It just eats in, ag- aggressively in the, in the momentum of the uh, throw. Just to hit it and just eat away, things. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to hit him with the boot. Boot. Boot him. <laughs> boot to the head. <laughs> uh, 18. 18 boot to the head. Uh, you see now as he turns around to look at the – as the uh, – this acid eats into the stone. There's a big boot that just comes out of nowhere, poof, cracks him in the fore, in the side of the head as he just a little rocked and looks over at you. Deal some damage. All right. So we're going to do eight damage, and then I'm going to use my Fury of the Small to throw an extra six on top of that. So 14 total. Ooh. Not bad. Um. You uh, you saw your uh, you see the boot kind of the laces on it go cinch themselves and they come sliding in for a kick and just completely knock him off his just, just jaw. He wasn't accepting it. He just cracks it. Looks over at you. This really uh, kind of just like really. Don't turn uh, into spiders next time. I got to be ready. All right, um, Azoth. Make advantage check. Uh, make a strength check with advantage. Unless Fink, you wish to do any movement on the rest of your turn. No, I'm good where I am. Nope. All right. All right. Hold on here. You know what? I have a big boot that we could print. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping the boot's a one-time thing here, but we'll see. I kind of like boot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it on standby. Yeah. What you roll? 19. 19. Easy enough. You grab onto Howard's uh, part of the sled and yank. And Remus, you shove and you both tumble. You tumble forward out. Uh, make a dexterity save. Rolling a little uh, faster than you anticipated, Remus. Our rogue decks shouldn't be that bad. Twenty four. You tumble through quickly, and uh, as Howard is pulled out, we'll say, um, how far back do you pull a maze off? Um, 15 feet. Of, you have uh, 15 feet of movement. You what pull. are those three rocks? These are just large boulders that you see that are in the middle of this chamber. 
Could I pull him enough to like tuck Howard behind one of the boulders? The um, boulder, or no. I'll let you if you want to use all your movement and your like every yeah, bit of the I, action I, to I just pull him behind. I'll just pull him, yeah, and I'll I'll hold guard right there. Okay. Um, Remus, you can fall in out. I'll say uh, you catch yourself within 10 feet and uh, stand up being uh, such a nice high uh, roll, high roll, and kind of just catch yourself looking around, see the mouth of the chain, mouth of the uh, cave open out to these uh, drop off as uh, the cave goes, stretches back here in a deeper fashion. Um, Looking around, you see there's a giant chunks of rocks here, here, here. There are uh, pillars that are aligned uh, periodically along the edge of the wall. Um, Azoth, you kind of getting behind this rock now, looking around, see that there are pillars lined here at the entrance mouth of the cave. On the sides, there are two large pillars um, that uh, periodically are spaced out. Okay. All right. And it is now Solander's turn. What he does. Um, all right he's gonna make a he's making a, another attack roll at finks yep. roll your d20 all right so that is a five so he does hit me this time actual finks so as he brings uh, by a swift dagger uh, coming up to you, he, he goes to faint it towards one of the uh, mirror images next to you, and there's a moment that he sees that it uh, shimmers, and he decides against it. It comes down at you with the final bit of the blade. Um, he rolls a... He misses with this strike because he brings down, uh, thinking he sees you, but he uh, blinks again, kind of looking at your body as you begin to imitate what the mirror images are doing and uh, appears to kind of have lost his insight of, of if he thought you were real or not. Doesn't know. Uh, he makes a second attack roll at the same target, but uh, roll your uh, d20 to see if he perceives you to be a fake or not. He hits the real one again. Hits the real one again. All right. Uh, does a 13 hit? Uh, it does not. Oh, as he brings up this backhanded dagger, you see that there is uh, this dagger. He kind of moves his thumb over the hilt and click it in. So it bends the hilt kind of like down and pushes it, uh, kind of folds it like upright, kind of in line with the blade. And you see uh, there's, make a perception check as he does this because he swings it right down by your head, uh, wanting to do, uh, really kind of make sure he secures the blade with it. And uh, and he misses as you kind of raise and bump his hand off with your moon shield to your side. Uh, uh, seven perception. Seven. You see that the blade looks to appear to have uh, this ooze kind of trickling over it as he kind of okay. like cut it down for you. Because that dagger belongs to the queen and it will belong there for the rest of the eternity. You will die in this tunnel, Finks. I already tried to remove your curse. Why won't you quit? You know you're beaten. I've lived for many years. I will not be taken down by some subservient goblin. I'm Solander, the cunning, the great, the assassin for her and her alone. As he begins to kind of frighten and position himself, uh, still looking over at 
all of your if he doesn't if he doesn't uh oh no he swung at the real one both the time so he looks yeah. over at the three of you just still not knowing which one is which because well he I guess there's a moment he blinks and no maybe you maybe you shifted between the mirror images again. Um top of the round, Remus, what are you doing? Three thinks Monty. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I'm gonna look back in the hole now. You look back in the hole, and uh, you see. Um, and by the way, you do see night sky off to your right, moon coming in, and there are placements of mirrors that kind of bounce light around to create a dim light in the cave. Um, one of the beams does shoot down the tunnel, and you see four things. You see four finxes surrounded by this uh, elvish dark uh robed assassin slipped off to the side of the tunnel he's in just kind of keeping his his back to the wall but he there is currently flanked there are like small little metal plated mirrors along the uh, oh, floor and on the ceiling in this cavern that bounce light from the moon i love that i like that at all. confusing let's move the fight over there there's uh, moonlight coming right. in the tunnel now. Yes. Yeah. So like this is now lit up too. So there's like a faint dim moonlight now uh, having the full tunnel kind of busted open and the light kind of dispersed in it. It's not so concentrated through a small pocket. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go to the tunnel entrance and I'm going to try and throw a psychic dagger at Zelander. All right. Um, crouching down. Make an attack roll. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I think. Double check. Double check. Yeah, 22. Oh, that just hits. It's a little hard to see him, too, because he's currently covered by a multiple of goblins, and you're trying to pin out where he is specifically. And as he's uh, really honing in on this... Uh, line of goblins in front of him as he's kind of more or less off to the side of the wall and you see his body there and you saw how the daggers were bouncing off the tunnel of the stone you uh, slip the dagger and just along the walls line up perfectly and you get him right in the neck as he's not seeing you oh as he goes to reach for like the dagger it's gone he thinks you see a, a moment of confusion He's was not expecting. That was seven damage. Okay. And I'll throw my offhand dagger now, too. All right. Make an attack roll. Come on. Not 20. Roll damage. I get to roll two D4s. <laughs> or you double. Your call. Oh. Uh... It's going to be... Wait, what's the mod again? Damn it. Plus, it's going to be nine damage. Not bad. You throw one dagger. You see it uh, stick into his neck. Disappear away. He goes to grab it. Oh! Looking over at Finks, holding his, uh, the, the multiple Finks in front of him. He looks up behind him. Your friends are resourceful. Oh! the fuck? Leave my friend alone! <laughs> he is, Remus, you see him staring you down. 
I want your armor too. I hope you die. I didn't say that, but I, I probably shouldn't either. You hear in your head. Don't worry. You're next. All right. It was not. You caught him. You got good, good marks. Good hits. Good hits, man. I'm uh, also, with the rest of my movement, <laughs> going to leave from the site of the tunnel. So I go to the side of the tunnel entrance or something so I know he can't see me. You just off to the side. Yep. The entrance is right there. Um, all right. You get out of the way to the side. Uh, Finks. All right. Um, Azoth, you're on deck. I'm going to hit him with the, the boot. All right. Coming in with the boot again. As he's looking over down at Remus, you see he's completely just, dist- he's not looking at you. There's a 15 attack hit. Roll. As the boot comes flying in his face, you see a quick, stiff left hand smack and just take the blunt of the hit. Leaving him perfectly open for the green acid vial. Throw it. Go. (laughs) Make the attack roll. (laughs) 22. That hits him. Okay. Uh, I don't know what it does. Let's find out. (laughs) All right. That misses. Remember that fails. Wizard of Oz with the witch. (laughs) Try to keep the armor safe. It only uh, impacts drow flesh. You see uh, ten. uh, You see a pool of green vials slap up and over his face and start to caustically melt down his cheek. His Ugh. It just goops off his skin and just eats it away. As you see, there's bone that looks brittled and um, chiseled to his cheekbone that is sticking out. As there's like, you can see it kind of into his mouth a little bit. Just, oh man! Ah, you insane fool! Um, what else are you doing? Um. One of the duplicates is going to whisper to another one and say, good thing we didn't give that to Howard. And then I'm going to end my turn. <laughs> All right. Uh, you stay in the tunnel with him? Yeah. All I right. Where I want him. <laughs> um, he's looking He's looking more... Um, he doesn't look weathered as if he's tired from battle, but he's looking uh, hurt. Like that one hit really just melted part of his skin and face away on oh, yeah he's just harvey dent looking a little harvey dentish definitely <laughs> scarred his face is uh well definitely gonna be no rememberable yeah where's the commissioner <laughs> azoth what do you do he's staring you down finks i'm i'm going to still try and maintain relatively um out of the uh, the attack picture. I want to start investigating around now that I've got some time and I've acclimated to see if I can start to figure out a way that we can get out. Whether there's like ledges or a path or there's somewhere way up and out. Make a... I'll let you survival or perception check. 
two different two different pathways. Let All me know right, which we'll one go, you're rolling with. We're gonna go with perception, and that will be a unnatural twenty. You see, um, there are ledges and pathways. I mean, if you guys are skilled climbers or had climbing kit, there is most certainly like pathways that you could take climbing down. Um, you are hundreds, if maybe a thousand feet to the ground. Like this is going to be a trek, a thousand, hundreds of hundreds of feet up on the side of a cliff. And you looking up, you see that it actually goes uh, up roughly about a hundred or feet. So too. And um, looking up and looking down, you see sticking out of the, uh, the cliff face, these metal hooks with loops on them. Uh, we say it's almost like a pitten, uh, python, pitten for like kind of cave climbing and uh, rock climbing. It's like someone carabiner. pounded one of these. What is it? Uh, what's it? I said carabiner. That's not the right carabiner. One. That's what it is. Is that it? Is? Carabiner. Oh, hooks. <laughs> carabiner's the you 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 were right the first time. It's 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 a piton. Yeah, piton. Piton pounds right. in, and then you got the the carabiners, which you're gonna clip on them. So you see a bunch of you see a piton below, and then looking at that, when you see another one about twenty feet. Uh, down more and there's another one and there seems to be a, a path that could be followed um the carabiner or the the pythons look a bit of a they don't look newer but they're still holding okay. so is that uh slander looks over do you think greed and curiosity can be beneficial. But when used by- blindly, it can be detrimental. As he runs at uh, the bodies of mirrors and kind of like, not doesn't run, he kind of, because like, you see him shift his legs and position them and kind of does like a pushing, leaping motion at you and comes in with two daggers swiping through. Yep. So, what does he get? Duplicate. Duplicate. Armor class he cuts. All right, he does hit this one as he uh, with the right hand and flies over it through it as the left hand swings over at you and the uh, second du- the remaining duplicate. Yep, duplicate so again. The remaining um, mirror image. What's the second one? Is it hit mirror you image. or hit mirror image? Yep. The second one. Gets swiped as well as he tumbles through it and is now uh, turns himself around and he is at the tunnel's entranceway, blocking okay. it from you now. Uh, top of the round, Remus Finks is off. Remus, what are you doing? I'm going back to the tunnel entrance. Come on, he's right. He's blo- he, his back is to you. Is Finks right in front of him too? You cannot see Finks currently. His, his body is kind of blocking and he's just he's trying to take up as much space to block an entrance from Finks to be able to run away. Alright, well, I'm going to... He's trying to goldie net this. Yeah. I'm going to attack him with my rapier. Alright. Um, I, I guess, am I flanking him or not? Or would I know? 
Um, I would say you get sneak attack on this because he is unexpecting okay. this. If that you do get sneak attack. Well, it was uh, it was more of if I roll if I'm rolling with advantage or not for the attack. Um, I'd say he is out of uh, five feet from you. Gotcha. So, woo, twenty two. Come down. Um, bringing down uh the. Very nice roll. Bring it down the rapier. You slice across his back. He's ah, as he uh, you see his head kind of turn around and look at you, uh, noticing you're there. Remus, make a uh, damage roll. Oh yes. Oh, I lost one. I got it. So that's gonna be what's that plus though? That's gonna be a total of twenty damage to this. Yeah. Unsuspecting person. Wow. You come down a uh, a slash over his back. You see him uh, lean lean back and it cut in deeper. You feel the crunch of bone as you bring down the sword. You see him kind of break over and kind of uh, kind of like stagger as he's trying to hold his body up as he's brought down to his knees. Um, He's looking hurt. Uh, you see uh, behind you with the, with the moonlight shining over him, you see this purple ooze blood kind of seeping out from the back, pouring ooh. from where you sliced across from him. Um, so as the rest of my turn, I'm going to... This one goes out to Amber because she requested it. I'm going to pull out one of my barrel lids and bonus action hide right behind it and at the entrance of the tunnel waiting because it's an illusion for either Finks to come up or him to try and come here and attack him again. Shout out attack. Love it. Shout out hide. Bonus. <laughs> Shout out hide. Here, we're going to move you out of the way. He turns around. There is just a barrel there. Confuse him. He's, He's not going to be able to figure this out. Let me see. Intelligence roll. The man He's got so hit so hard, he thinks I'm a barrel. He's just like, wait, a barrel? Yeah, yeah. Deal with it later. Thanks. What are you doing? Uh, am I in combat with him? I guess. I'll um, be. you are out of five range of him. I'll okay. say this one. So in that case, I'm going to just kind of. I don't want to put this. I'm going to cast Mirror Image again. Okay. Just kind of let him know his mistake is he's always fighting alone. Wow. Not him with the boot. Lesson of this battle is friendship. No, I, I, lost, have the, I lost advantage because we're not both within five feet of the target. So this is just a normal swing here. All right. So as he's looking down really are you always hiding behind these tricks fight like a man i'm not a man and neither are you come with the boot (laughs) and with that (laughs) remark make the attack for all i rolled an 11 the boot comes flying past his head as he moves off to the side he goes "Uh uh-uh that won't work again i'm prepared for that one um, I point to the left side of his face and say, are you sure? 
you see him hurt just slightly. Uh, Azoth, what are you doing? Um, Technically, you'd be over there, I guess, essentially. She's looking hmm. for the Pythons. Where is uh, Zoolander? Currently in the tunnel. Uh, and you are unable to see him because there is a giant barrel blocking your way, your uh, vision. All right. Um, how far away am I? Thirty-five feet or so. All right. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to charge. To basically jump. Well, no wait. So Remus, is the barrel a barrel or is it an illusion? Like, is it an actual physical barrel? Can I interact with it? So I believe it is a barrel lid that I have handles under that it creates an illusion of the rest of the barrel around me. Okay. I believe you would that... be aware of this. Well, no. Okay. I mean, I know that. I just um. You would have to jump through Remus okay. to hit him if that's what you're trying I can't, to do. Like jump off the lid, like like a like a, a vault almost. Like if I'm in a cat form, like to basically like jump over him or just to kind of pounce off the lid. That's no, the, cool. the the lid is too tall for the for the tunnel. The tunnel is only about two feet off the ground, and the barrel is like three and a half foot, four foot barrel. That that it's would normally work though, as if like Remus was just like holding up a shield and like, yeah yeah usually you could do that but if I'd he be... used to jump on it you're gonna drop or if you're to dry to hop off of it you would hit the wall like you would have to like that's pretty land cool, to the ground and pounce the good idea moving forward there's no way oh, so yeah no way i can get into the tunnel to attack him um you would have to make a check to like pounce through like around remus all you see is a barrel so you would have to assume remus is holding it you just don't know which way he's leaning, so there'd be a check to be uh, made. All right, I want to do that because then I'll tell you if the check succeeds, what the attack sequence will be. All right, so you're running and you're jumping. Yeah, I'm basically know that I want to go. Well, what I want to do. So the lynx can pounce. So if he moves at least twenty feet straight towards a creature and hit it with a claw attack, you need to have a saving throw of DC thirteen. Or he gets knocked prone. And if you get knocked prone, I get a bonus bite attack against it as well. So well, I I'll a- say you, you, can, you, can, you can run, pr- jump, make the attack roll. All right. Uh, so let's see. It wants a claw. There, we're just going to have, we're going to have, uh, I'm adjusting the DC for this hit. All right. Say right. so, uh, says a claw melee weapon attack plus five to hit. Uh, so I've got a 10, 15. So as you run up and jump and leap through the barrel that you're perceiving, uh, assuming Remus is in the middle, and as you go to uh, launch out with the claws, you're not used to Link's form yet entirely, and as you do, you actually hit Remus's hand and fall off to your side, prone next to him. Uh, Remus still kind of like, the barrel's a little shifted, it moves, it's weird, but you quickly readjust it. Um, okay. See, uh, but, but the attack has missed. All right. All right. Cool. All good, though. Um, top of the round. Re- uh, oh, no. Next is Salander. Um, it's going to go. Uh... I don't think I don't think that's a cock. 
I don't think I can pull you in the time, so I. Uh... You know what? He's going to turn around and he is just going to swing blindly. So I'll make, I'm going to make, make an attack with disadvantage. Does a 17 hit you, Remus? Yes. I don't know if the barrel does anything else, but yes. Nope, it is a pure visual. So you see, you see a uh, dagger come at you and pop through the, the illusion of the barrel that you're hiding in, and it sticks you just in the chest as it unloads a uh, loose of ven- a, uh, a shot of um, this liquid from the blade into you. Oh, and it's like that dagger I stole from him. You take, roll some dice, okay. You take seven points of piercing damage. And then you take 20 points of poison as you feel this, uh, this liquid ooze from the blade and stick into you and just you see him click his uh thumb forward uh thumb back as the part of the hilt that hit was kind of bent in forward springs back into its standard position um the blade looks like a standard old blade now but you grab your chest and that hurts um i need you to make a constitution saving throw oh man Sixteen. You are uh, being a um, being a curious one. You always do tamper and experiment with poisons and um, materials at times because you want to make sure that you're prepared for what uh, the kind of damage that you deal with others when you coat your blade. And certain materials, and uh, you're used to this. This is just a very strong, powerful uh, po- poison, to- uh, toxic, and you use your infernal bloodline to kind of push out and force the poison through. As um, do you understand that this is a dangerous and uh, very deadly poison that you mm. push push away, so that you don't uh, hopefully suffer more damage from it. Uh, Remus, your turn. Top of the round. Uh. I'll say he backs up slowly. Does that um, mean I I'll get say, an attack of opportunity? I'll give you an attack of opportunity because he whoo, stabs it in you and he's starting to back up into Finks's right. range. Right, so my attack of opportunity is 22. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that hits. Um, that's going to be seven damage for that one. All right, you throw a uh, as he's trying to like limp away and push himself off. Oh, I stole my rapier. Oh yeah, as he's trying to back away, you hack into him, cut his uh his off offhand, and he's uh he has his dagger in this one hand, he's trying to push him and slide off and push back away from you. <sighs> so back away because I have yeah. the sentinel feet. He doesn't move. Oh, you stop him. Yeah, because my so if as I had he goes to back away, you 
you go to stab in him and you cut into a cut, basically uh, severing his arm so it's lay, laying limp as he <laughs> to move and he is stopped. Um, it's your turn. What do you want to do, Remus? Uh, I'm going to leave my barrel again and uh, rape your sticking out of the barrel. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get hit him. Uh, I uh, so I have a question, I guess first. Yeah, what's up? The acid dagger I have. I don't know what else it does besides it's coated in acid. So I I might need some help if I hit him with it. But I'm gonna try and stab him with the acid dagger. Essentially, it's just the, I made. the damage type is just acid damage. Okay, that's all it is. Um. It's the same standard damage, uh, dagger damage. It's just acid instead of as a damage uh, type. Um, I'm just gonna hit him with my rapier then. All right. Um, Azoth is prone, so I wouldn't imagine he's considered flanked in any way. No, unfortunately not. He, uh, yeah, he's he is currently not flanked. If he were to back up more or Finks were to get closer, then it, we would be talking flank, but he's not yet. Gotcha. All right. That's going to be 17. 17. As you uh, bring down the sword, uh, pull it out from his where his arm is and sp- bring, uh, stab forward again into his chest. There is a, uh, a uh, cling as you right into his chest. There, the dagger just and kind of like bounces off and like almost like a it hits a metal of sorts and as it kind of uh the dagger moves off the side you see that there is a chain around his neck held by a little uh medallion that your dad that your uh, rapier had stabbed into huh. that just you hit that instead of him so no okay. damage dealt um i'm going to bonus action disengage and right. move to the other side of that pillar by where, like, Azoth was looking at the pitons. Oh, no, the pillar. Yeah, further up. Other way. Closer towards the pillar. Yeah, there we go, right there. All right. All good. Uh, that's it for me. All right. You looking down, you do see one of the pitons. That's kind of like the lip of the, of the cave. Um, thanks, Azoth, you're on deck. What are you doing? Hey, I'm going to move my true duplicate 30 feet with my bonus action um, to get on uh, either side of him, and then I'll use my actual movement to move Finks um, to get within five feet of him as well. You are within five feet of him. And we're going to set up the guiding bolt. All right. He, he stepped into the moonlight. I'm going to pretend like it's uh, extra strong now, so I'll cast of it at course. third level. Ah, so as the moon is shining from the sky, hitting, you see this boom. One of these stray beams hits into this tunnel directly where you are fighting out of. Um, you shoot a guiding bolt out at him and uh, make an attack roll. There's a 21 hit. Yeah, that hits. That hits. You guys have been rolling really high lately, guys. Uh, lately. R- roll some damage. Damage helps. Right, How many 18. dice is it? Yeah. Uh, how, how you want to do that? D6 for a third level. 
Yeah, how are you finishing them off? How you want to? How you want to? How you want to? How do you? Wanna, how you, wanna, how you wanna, I want to. I want to. I want to stun him. I don't want this to kill him. I want something else to kill him, which I will do right after. Okay. I want. I want the. I want the beam to bounce off all the mirrors and hit him in an unsuspecting angle. In the butt. And okay. while he's stunned, I want to take the black dagger out for the first time this battle, and tell him it's only fitting it ends this way, and plunge it into his back. Oh, okay. So as the um, the moonbeam hits the ground, shining in, hits him in the chest. Ugh. He looks distracted, looking down, and he knocks back. You jump down on, you pull out this curved, uh, hooked dagger as it has these gashes on it. And as you uh, have this kind of this um, loose cannonness about you, getting over him, all kind of maniacal. You uh, see the 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 uh, like where it's curved around. You kind of wrap it around his neck, and you see like the back edge of the knife that has like the charades, a little bit of a charadedness to it. Kind of expand and grow into like a gnarly, not not far, like just like slightly off of the blade, but now it looks more of this nice uh, charaded uh, saw look to it as you. Uh, Whisper this into his ear as you be. You seem to go, I put I that that curse is yours. As you snuff the life out of him, he is dead. All right, clean off the blade, stash it away. All right. Now, oh, hopefully, that other yeah. drow that tried to kidnap me earlier doesn't come back. <laughs> that was totally real. Um, so, so he's down. Did he turn into spiders? Is he? Is there a body? You see, his body is currently there uh, with the black leather straps around it, up and down. There is this. Um, looks to be like a gem or something uh, on his chest tucked under his leather uh, under the leather armor um there are two daggers on his uh, sides and uh this is yeah he's dead all right uh oh i think remus had some claim to to some of this stuff and yeah you you, you got him before he could turn it you got him before he could go spider on oh it. my god <laughs> <laughs> oh wow uh azoth are you okay you're you're are you you just prone I, 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 I guess you know i swiped i missed i'm i'm kind of you know Get up. Embarrassed. but you know let me let me cure wounds too on uh remus and then azoth are yeah. you, are you I, I, i'm full health i, I took no damage that, that poison was not fun Oh, that wasn't very good. I can heal you for five. That's uh, I'll take five. I mean, we I think we're at least right now we don't know of any other threats, so maybe we we rest here before we take. Yeah, I'm pretty pieces. pretty spent. Howard's knocked out. Remus is hurt. Finks is spent. I could get my wild shapes back. Sure. I think that's I think that's the play. Um. Oh man, Finks, do you want anything? Like you killed him. Do you want? Anything off this man? I'll bear. Yeah, well, I, I got what I came here for. And I kind of flashed the dagger again. Uh, okay. I'll, um, I'll take the necklace. 
I was gonna say before we take it off him, I we should look at that thing first. Anybody can detect whatnots on it? Yeah, I can do a ritual detect magic. Takes ten minutes. All right. If there's anything else to do. Um you do you do some uh ritual detect magic on it. And you see his uh armor does have a faint glow to it. Um his dagger uh, uh, that he uh, locked and loaded poison into apparently has a uh, a, a small faint glow. Um, his medallion has a uh, it's glowing brightly mm. on it, and as it's glowing brightly, you can even see the shape of it. Looks to be almost like an arachnid head, a body, and then um, lines that are uh, almost like spider uh, spider legs that are coming out and wrapping around the gem itself. Cool. Almost think almost like the head and body of like the Spider-Man symbol, but then like instead of the, the legs going up and down, it's more like they curl like the actual legs they're themselves hugging around. A gem. The, they're hugging the gem. Cool. I like um, that. And the gem itself is almost carved in a uh, a forked-like position. It's kind of held by the necklace. So like the, the gem almost um here I'll say has like a almost like a, this type of a shape to it almost some, something similar to that okay um but more uh uniform and that uh you are picking up up on that i'll tell you to tech magic does that tell you the school the school yeah i mean give me a moment then i would be careful with that it. off, but it's definitely you all you Thanks. maybe that's what let them do the spider escape last time maybe that'd be i mean maybe that'd be sick for like stick to the walls too he was able to kind of climb conjuration magic you get from the conjuration, uh, conjuration you get from the gem um see you get a so real quick Let's see Um, transmutation school on the armor as well. Okay. Well, maybe that's the splitter thing. Um, I don't know what that, that amulet does, but it seems to be the, the strongest magical aura of everything here. So maybe we'll take some time and, and we'll, we'll rest and in a tune and, and see what we can find out about these items. Do you want the amulet or? No, you, it's yours. All right. I'll put it on. See if I can attune to it during the rest or whatever. I okay. will uh, do the same with his, with his armor as I take it off him carefully. Uh, I'm grab the two daggers too. And then I'm going to ask if anyone wants anything else off of his body before I do something. Is there anything <laughs> else there? <laughs> Make a deposit? Yes. 
Anything worthwhile? Does he have any pouches or other vials of anything? Are you turning back into Azoth as you're doing I, this I, search? I would have. I oh, did you that. did. Oh, you did. Because uh, you put the necklace on or the like the amulet. Um, make an investigation check as you look him over. Uh, twenty-one. Um, you don't see any um any actual more any items additional items on him. Um, what you do find slipped under uh, one of his like folds of leather in it is a, a letter that is blackened paper and stamped with a wax seal shut. What is the seal of? Um, it is a. Uh, let's see if I see. Describe it. I love this part. <laughs> I know. It is a uh, it is a northern star, almost like an uh, a compass, right? But it is uh, in it is uh, in front of a web. Okay, I'll uh, like a spreading the, of a webbing. Uh, I'll take the scroll and tuck it away too. I guess. All right, it's not a scroll; it's like an actual envelope. Oh well, okay. I'll, like I'll take the, the whatever. And I'll tuck it away. All right, pocket away. And you guys are going to just kind of rest up, rest up in here. I'm turning this man into a coin first. Yeah, make it a positive. All right. How much is he worth? <laughs> One dagger. You get a uh, infernalish looking font over a uh, 1K infernal right. gold piece coins for you. Sick. I'm going to then lift up my shirt. And stick it in the hole inside of me. Still. <laughs> Forever awkward of a of a move. And then I'm going to put on his armor and hopefully while I rest it gives me something cool. Alright. Um uh we'll say the attunement process takes before you guys begin the long rest, just so you kind of are aware of what's happening. Um it's a plus one armor for you. Sick. As well as uh, once every, once every uh, seven days, you can sh- turn into a swarm of spiders. All right. What's so, the amulet do? Amulet? There is no attunement to it. It's just a... It's mag- something, a magical item that you wouldn't... There is a... No attunement to it. It's not uh, an, It's not a magical item in that sense. It may more or less be a component or it may be uh, needed to be identified. Um, I'll let you make, it, make an investigation check. Or um, I'll say, let you, I'll give you investigation or history. Let me see here. Uh, 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 17. This... Is a tuning fork. Oh shit! To a plane of another realm Ooh. or plane of existence. Okay. I have a tuning fork necklace. Cool. Oh man, that could be. Okay. Uh, um, is it what? Is it leather armor or studded leather armor with a plus one? It is a uh, plus one leather armor. Got it. Cool. Um, 
I want to attempt to reattune to the Black Dagger and see if there's anything different about it now that he's done chasing me. Oh, man. You attune to it, and there is a further possession of you've rightfully earned it. And you're planning to become well acquainted with it. Cool. <laughs> cool. It'd be a plus one dagger. All right. Um, his uh, leather or his uh, one dagger you uh, grabbed. Uh, both of his daggers that you snatched off of him, Ricky, are uh, the one is a simple, just basic plus one dagger as well. And the one is a uh, plus one dagger that has the feature to be uh, loaded with venom or a poison. So if you find a, a venomous or poisonous animal or find some kind of concoction, perhaps like a Midas potion, dump that in there. We'll see how that works. What about a healing potion? You can be our cleric. <laughs> it's like an injection. <laughs> Stab. Oh, man. But... Till then, guys, um, you all take your uh, begin your long rests of breaks, and we'll pick up next week and see how the party faces off with um, their next challenge of leaving this cave, journeying deeper in, perhaps back to where they came from, to a different direction, to the unknown, or getting off of this side of a, side of a canyon. Um, till then, thank you everyone so much for tuning in. Uh, Black Rock Joe, dude, I know you were here for a good portion of it. Um, I, I came in and I was able to see that you're in the chat uh, later on. And thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Can't thank enough. Um, uh, I, I love all of our uh, listeners that are uh, tuning in via audio format. You guys are awesome. I am blown away. Uh, thank you so much. Continue to listen, but as well, uh, but also if you can, come on over to our Twitch at podcasters underscore uh, make sure to give us a like and follow uh you know you want to be here for when we go live we do like to interact with our players i saw uh ricky tony and it looked like some other people uh were commenting in and jumping in the chat as well throughout the night thank you guys but if you want to be active come on in with the chat stream if not you can also watch live via our facebook which if we uh have any viewers on facebook I'm not, I'm not monitoring that at the moment. So I uh, will see after, or if one of my players are on the Facebook and say, Hey, we have this many people watching, let me know. Um, thank you so much. If you viewed through that live, uh, I greatly appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Uh, please make sure to check out our sponsor at DCT industries with their new game, Kaimon in the works. Uh, think Mon gaming with uh, Warha uh, Warhammer with uh, Pokemon meets Pokemon fun. Uh, looks very cool. I'm excited to play it and test it out as well to see how uh, it runs. Hopefully we get some content for you guys to see uh, a, a match or a round in, in action as well. So uh, please make sure to check out DCT Industries. Jeff over there is awesome. Thank you so much for the sponsorship and the support. Thank you listeners for the support. Uh, go check them out. Go check us out on uh, Facebook, Podcasters Tabletop Gaming, Podcasters underscore Tabletop Gaming on Instagram, as well as our Teespring. We have a shop, Fabala. Uh, go pick up a t-shirt, support the stream, and I'll let my players take away. So, Azoth. Catch Azoth on Twitter at Podcasters Azoth and any of my non-out-of-character shenanigans on the uh, 
the social media is at the mark 716 check them out uh ricky remus i'm remus uh, i'm ricky coates i play remus you can follow remus at podcasters remus on twitter he tweets live sometimes he tweets randomly during the week so you never know what you're gonna get but this week it was barrel time um and you can follow me at rick underscore coats on instagram twitter anything like that to see what i'm doing during the week maybe i'm building the furniture who knows mm-hmm. check them out check out Azoth, and finally check out finks uh sign us off man all right finks is on twitter at podcasters finks you can find him tweeting about uh nothing today because i wasn't logged in but I'll, I'll get back to that. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Phoenix Forged. I'm doing some miniature stuff. Um, hopefully going to be doing some Kaimon painting in the next couple of weeks. Um, kind of some of the prototypes Jeff and I have been kind of back and forth about getting together. So once we can hammer out that schedule, then, you know, maybe you'll see some of the, the prototypes. There you go. And guys, uh, please make sure to go check out and follow DCT Industries as well as all of our players' accounts and support their works, support their art, support their crafts. And until next week, keep rolling. (laughs) He worked for it. He worked for it.